Breaking news south of the 49th parallel, Senator Bernie Sanders of Vermont dropped out of the Democratic presidential race. Today, he is conceding to Joe Biden, who will be going up against Donald Trump in November if that election even goes forward. I mean, Reggie Cicchini joins us right now from Washington and Global News. Reggie, first of all, there's a couple of questions that are on the top of my mind. One is what took him so long, and two is... Uh, if that election even goes forward, that's a massive question mark. Uh, yeah, I mean, look, this this kind of COVID crisis that has been uh, keeping a grip on the United States for the last two months or so really has made it feel like the election is no longer in play. But there really is an election in play. And just yesterday uh, in Wisconsin, we saw that a primary still took place, despite the fact uh, that health care officials were saying to not go out and, and, and congregate in groups uh, of 10. Uh, it's unsure. It's unclear uh, as to what's going to happen in November, if this is going to impact the election at all. We know the Democrats. Uh, uh, convention has been moved uh, from earlier uh, in the summertime through towards August now, getting more in line with when the Republican uh, nomination is going to be. That said, uh, this is a a big move for Bernie Sanders. You know, he's been on the sidelines for the last two months or so as um, less people have been talking about the election, more people have been talking about a health crisis. Uh, and he understands now without having these rallies, without this ability to get his message across to the people, it was growing more difficult uh, to be able to compete with Joe Biden, who has been doing these kind of shadow news conferences on coronavirus to go up against what President Trump is saying. And, you know, this has been a five-year campaign, essentially, for Bernie Sanders, uh, and and it comes to an end today. Well, he had, you know, when you talk about Joe Biden, he really did have a leg up on Sanders. I mean, he was the vice president for how many years? And so it's very easy for him to pivot and act presidential, especially with those, you know, his first addressed to the American people about COVID, I looked at it and I went, whoa, that's the next president of the United States. He really did uh, step up the podium and uh, where Donald Trump was falling down and just all over himself. Uh, I think he looked very presidential. And I think that put the final nail in the coffin for Bernie Sanders. Why not? have? Why didn't he dump out sooner? I mean, look, Bernie Sanders has his reasons for why he did not jump out earlier and what he is going to do next, you know, whether or not he's going to throw his support behind Biden and what his supporters uh, are going to do. But remember, Bernie Sanders at one point earlier this year, just a couple of months ago, was the presumed front runner. He was uh, tied for first in the Iowa caucuses. He walked away with a win in New Hampshire. And this is all still when the, the field was still crowded. And we had Pete Buttigieg, we had Amy Klobuchar and Elizabeth Warren still in this race. And it wasn't until later on in that race when Joe Biden started to surge and he picked up states like South Carolina and Michigan and Florida and made this more difficult for Bernie Sanders to try and mount some kind of lead that would be able to allow him to overtake uh, uh, where Joe Biden uh, was sitting, uh, you know, heading into basically where we are right now. Uh, so, you know, it, it's it's unclear as to what's going to happen next. But Joe Biden really has been doing what he can to show that he is the person who can go up against President Trump. And even in a crisis right now, the fact that Vice President Biden is nothing more than a presidential candidate. Uh, he is treating it like he is, uh, you know, he was the front runner, and now he's going to continue to treat it like he is that front runner and the person who should beat Donald Trump. Look, when he gave that uh, that speech on COVID-19 and what should what America should be doing, you have to remember the bar is also not very high from where Donald Trump has been doing these right. press conferences. Yeah. It, it, rallying around uh, around uh, Biden now for Sanders followers, how hard is that going to be? Well, I mean, this is going to be difficult because this is the second time that 
Bernie Sanders followers have been kind of let down and the establishment Democrat has succeeded and made their way to the center of the campaign. This happened in 2016. It's happened again right now. Uh, Joe Biden is going to have a difficult time uh, trying to woo in that far left. He is seen as somebody who is centrist. He's seen as somebody who could potentially be too far right in the left side of the party. And that could, uh, you know, be difficult for these younger voters who really were enthusiastic for for Bernie Sanders uh, to 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 move his way. This could also be an opportunity, though, for Bernie Sanders to look at Joe Biden and say, here are a number of policies and platforms that you might want to incorporate into your campaign now as we head into the final few months that could bring those younger voters over. Remember, the young people were enthusiastic for Bernie Sanders, but oftentimes the young people will not go out and vote. And this could be that push that Joe Biden needs to bring in the young voters, which are the second largest voting population in America right now, to help him succeed in the race against Trump. You're talking about some of Sanders platforms like universal health care and a $15 minimum wage. These are things that he's been pushing now for several years. These are the same things that Elizabeth Warren has uh, did during her campaign. But these are things, the, these heightened minimum wages, uh, you know, health care for all, lowering student debts, making health care, uh, you know, what they say is a human right. Uh, these are things that are slowly making their way into mainstream politics in the Democratic Party. These are things that you heard Joe Biden talking about. You heard Amy Klobuchar talking about. You heard Pete Buttigieg talking about. And I think that this shows that there is a gradual shift taking place in inside the Democratic Party to not be as establishment as they once were and understanding that there is a growing minority population across the United States, which is going to steer this party in the near future and in the next election once we get beyond 2020 and incorporating all of these policies from all of this this kind of wide array of uh, Democratic candidates who at one point enter the race and make it a crowded field gives you a better opportunity to be able to not only speak to the center, but speak to those who are on the fringe as well. You mentioned that the fact that they, you know, Bernie Sanders can't have any rallies, it was really hurting his uh, push to become president of the United States. But I think Senator Bernie Sanders really has been focusing on his job as a senator right now. He basically has said President Trump is incapable of providing leadership and is misleading the public. And so Congress has to lead right now. And he released, I believe it was six key priorities and demands that he thinks should be included in the next round of federal economic relief for Americans suffering with coronavirus and dealing with this uh, pandemic. So do you think there's a, a point where Bernie just looked at the card, said, well, I can't win, but, you know, I really need to help the American people right now in the capacity that I can as a senator. And that is going to take all my energy. So. You know, I'm just going to walk away right now. Yeah, I mean, look, it's very possible. He, he still is an influential person inside the U.S. Senate. And we're at a time right now where lawmakers are trying to work together and come up with some kind of bipartisan solution to help out the American people who have really been struggling since this health care crisis came about. You talked about uh, those kind of six points that Bernie Sanders brought up. You know, they mimic some of what he was saying on the campaign trail. He's talking about, you know, free point of service for, uh, you know, and, and single payer health cares and uh, trying to uh, ensure that there is, you know, billions, hundreds of billions of dollars in aids uh, given out to states and to cities and to address an employment crisis by making sure that workers, uh, you know, who are employed, uh, you know, still get paid even if they're not going to work. This is kind of that fundamental reasoning that he's been talking about for five years now to say that, uh, you know, working class Americans oftentimes get stiffed by uh, the political system in the United States. And he wants to ensure that they're going to be looked after in times 
of crisis and being in the Senate, he is a vote that can ensure that something like that happens. So he may not be on the campaign trail. He may not have any kind of, you know, presidential say beyond November 2020, but he can make sure that his voice is heard in the United States Senate and therefore is still heard across the country. There was an Ipsos poll today that said our prime minister, uh, according to Canadians, uh, three and four think he's doing a great job right now uh, responding to this pandemic. And I think his approval rating is up. Where's Donald Trump's approval rating right now? Uh, President Trump's approval rating has been falling steadily over the last couple of days, and it typically has to do with how he's handling himself during these uh, crisis, uh, during these uh, um, uh, uh, briefings uh, that he does every single day, where he oftentimes gets combative with the press and he's uh, kind of spewing out some factual inaccuracies and and you know improper data and science points. Uh, you know, fifty five percent of people who were spoken to in a poll that was just released within the last couple of hours uh, show that the president or that they believe the president is doing a poor job. 41% think he's doing a good job. Just last week, we saw the president on the plus side of 50% uh, for approval on how he was handling the situation. And it goes to show, you know, we saw last night the president started deflecting blame onto the World Health Organization. Uh, this is what the president does. He, he refuses to accept that there was any kind of shortcoming or failure in his administration to deal with this crisis. And because of that, uh, because of this deflecting of blame, uh, blame and finding somebody else uh, to shoulder that burden, uh, America are, you know, starting to, in an overwhelming way, uh, see the president is not handling this in the way that he should be. And, and the poll numbers are starting to show that. Is he treating these press briefings as a substitute for his rallies? Because it looks like he thinks he's talking to his base. Well, a lot of times uh, he he is. I mean, he said just a couple of days ago that if he didn't come out and do these daily briefings, people would believe the quote unquote fake news that they're hearing uh, nightly on TV. This is an opportunity for him to speak to his base. This is why you hear him kind of using political blows when talking about a health crisis and pushing all of these, you know, uh, things like like using a, a therapeutic like hydroxychloroquine, which only has anecdotal evidence, but he really wants to talk about it. And this is a way to get that message across to the audience. And if people aren't watching him at five o'clock, just last night, he was back on Fox News for more than 40 minutes, using it as an opportunity to discredit what his own healthcare advisors are saying on the task force, and to push again, the inaccuracies about how to treat COVID-19. This is just how the president is dealing with the fact that an election is happening, and he can't get out there and campaign. All right, let me just pivot for two seconds. And before I let you go, uh, you brought up Fox News. I read, and it was a very quick scan of a headline. Have you heard anything, any bit of this uh, this story about um, someone is bringing a lawsuit against Fox News for um, spreading fake news about COVID-19? Have you heard anything about that, Reggie? Uh, I mean, I haven't heard anything about that. Uh, I mean, I, I'm sure it's 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 quite possible that somebody is going to potentially file a lawsuit against Fox News because they have uh, been accused in in the past months and, and in past years now uh, of either siding with the president or using their platform as an opportunity to push fake news. There was one of their hosts on Fox Business just was released from her position last month for things that she had been saying about uh, COVID-19 that were inaccurate but were in alignance with what the president had been saying. So mm. if there is uh, a, a lawsuit that's going forward, uh, Fox News likely uh, brought it on themselves simply with the way that they treat this crisis right now and the way that they align themselves with President Trump. 
Reggie, I appreciate you being able to, you know, join us in literally what was a matter of minutes when we found out the news that Bernie Sanders had decided to drop out of the presidential race, leaving uh, Biden as the running mate, uh, as as the one that's going to challenge Donald Trump in the fall. Thank you so much for your, you know, speedy response. Thank you.